0: Welcome to the Contractor's Daughter, your go-to podcast for eliminating random acts of strategy and marketing in your highway construction business. Hello, friends. I'm your host, Jeannie Rinkab. I'm a third-generation asphalt contractor and an absolute brand strategy and marketing geek. So today we're going to talk about something that comes up a lot and. As we're still all trying to wrap our seasons up, we're also heading into conference season. I know my calendar is full of speaking engagements. I'm really excited to get back to the conferences where I get to interact with everybody. And pretty soon you guys, if you haven't already started, are going to be deciding which conferences you wanna invest in, which ones you want to go to, send your teams to, and which ones you don't. And why are you going? And I have a lot of people always say to me, but I'm just not sure if it's worth it. You know, we do this one, but I don't know if we should do this one. I just don't, it's hard to know what the value is there. I have business owners that say, I feel like my team's just going there to have a good time. Or yeah, we get there and we do stuff, but it's really hard to know what we get out of it. And if what we do there is actually resulting in what's happening in our business, or if it has any actual impact at all. So that's what I want to talk about, and this is going to be a three-part series. We're going to first talk about what can we do in this episode prior to the conference starting. How do we really make sure that we're making the right choices, we're preparing right to get the most out of it. The next two episodes, we're going to talk about what we can do at the conference to make sure that we're getting most out of the time and the investment that we're there, And lastly, what do we do after that conference? When we come home and we're tired and we have a big stack of emails and things waiting for us and in a month or so we're thinking, I didn't really follow up and do all the things I thought I would do and I'm not even sure what those things were now or where are my notes from that? So what I wanna do is give you a really, really proven, concise, simple to follow system and actual resources to help you decide what's worth it for you what are you trying to get out of it how are you going to measure those results and we're just going to make it super simple at every single phase you're going to know that it's worth it and I believe that this system can actually 10x your investment for going to any conference in terms of getting you results and ROI and I love to measure results. So we're gonna talk about at the different points in this, what are some things that we can measure and track along the way? And if you're a business owner, or you're a sales manager, or you're the head of marketing, you wanna know how does this impact the bottom line? So let's dive right in. And also, just so you know, I'm gonna be providing a link in the show notes and giving you a link here at the end because we are actually gonna do a workshop where we walk through all three of these together. And if you wanna come, if you have key members of your team that you think need to be sitting on this, they can actually come and workshop out what their conference plan should be. We're gonna be giving checklists for every single phase, and we're actually gonna be giving a list of my favorite resources, things that you can use to delegate, automate, streamline, and make the process easier than ever to ensure that you can 10x those results and measure those results. So let's dive right in today. We're going to talk about what do we do before we get there? How much intention are we putting into getting the most out of our conferences? How do we know if it's worth our time, if it's worth our sales team's time, if there's other operation managers or crew personnel that we should be sending there? So how are we gonna measure results and know? Well, why don't we go? Well, I believe, like I said, that we can 10X our return on this, on this experience by applying some thoughtful strategy to the next conference. And strategy really means that there's tactics on one side, which is great, we all have to do tactics. We do tactics every single day. But the tactics that we deploy should be dictated by a strategy we have in place. And I'm gonna give you a process talking today about the front side pre-conference to help you decide how do you prepare for that and which tactics on the pre-side of a conference do you need to deploy. So let's break this in to this first phase. We're gonna set some goals and we're gonna talk about metrics that we can measure along the way. So. Here's the first tip that I want to give you today, and I have six tips today based on pre-conference. So set goals. So when you're looking at those conferences that you're going to go to, you may have slightly different goals for different types of conferences. You may have different people that you need to send to different types of conferences based on the education that's available, the potential partners or prospects that are going to be there. So make sure you review that stuff and you set some goals, and one of those things needs to be, who do I need to send to this particular conference? So here's some examples and some ideas about goals. It could be capturing X number of leads. It could be moving X number of prospects one further step or even two further steps down the prospect pipeline and shortening that sales cycle, because you're actually in person at an event together, which can't always be accomplished every day. Sometimes we're just phone calls, text messages, emails. This is face-to-face time and it can move a prospect down that pipeline. Also, uncovering new opportunities, right? New leads, but not just for leads, also for partners, affiliates, suppliers. I think that conferences in the asphalt industry, the heavy highway industry, Our conferences are great for finding opportunities and uncovering conversations that we didn't even know were opportunities with partners and associates. So also, when we think think about the education side, maybe it's learning about a specific topic. Maybe you have some supervisors that you think need to sharpen up their supervisor or management skills. Maybe there's something that HR can work on in terms of workforce development or retention in your business. Maybe there's something for your sales force or your marketing team that they can get educated on. So always plan those speakers and maybe incorporate that into, is that part of your goals? So what education do you want them to consume while they're there? Not just who are they going to connect with? And when you're thinking about these goals, that's going to move us on to our next point, number two, and that's identify and target who. So, prospects, partners, and affiliates. And here's what I want you to do. And we're gonna actually work on this in the workshop, and we're gonna give you some tools and templates that you can use to go really deep into this part. And I'm gonna tell you a little bit of a story first. So, for a while, for about 10 years, I took a hiatus from the industry. And while I was on this hiatus, I was working with my husband in our commodities business, which is an agricultural business. We did fertilizer, industrial ingredients, DEF, stuff like that, but it was was similar. We had some of the same suppliers and partners in the industry. I know I worked for Coke Industries. They were a partner and a customer of ours in that business. So it's kind of a small world, but their approach to conferences in that industry was really eye-opening for me. And at first I thought it was crazy, but the more I watched it happen, I was like, this is brilliant. So they don't have as many booths set up as a lot of their conferences. But what they do is they book suites and they had somebody that was in charge of for months leading up to the conference, building out their entire sales and marketing teams schedule at that conference. And about everything 40 to 50 minutes, they were in a new meeting with a partner, a prospect, a potential affiliate, maybe somebody that they'd never done anything with in the industry, but they wanted to just meet with them and learn about their business. So for three days straight, they would have, I mean, they would have like 70 meetings in three days and they would have a folder, a binder, and a digital schedule. And they would go to the, and they would have like 10 minutes in between all of these. And they're either going to somebody's suite or they're coming into somebody's suite. And they kind of had like an agenda for their meeting, at least at our company we did, and they unearthed so many opportunities. And then after, they could really come back and they had it all documented because they had a binder that every single rep that was there for the company carried with them and made all of their notes in it so that they could be transcribed by somebody else or themselves later, and they could really follow up on that. So, but that starts with, if we think about that story and what I learned from that, when we're looking at that pre-conference stage, you need to start a couple months before that conference. And you can delegate this to somebody on your team, finding people in your industry through LinkedIn or Facebook that are going to be there, or if they're in your contact database already, reaching out to those people that you think might be interesting to meet with making sure you're connected with them, and actually asking for specific meeting times and letting them know, even if you know in advance, what it is you want to talk about. It's more intentional, and it makes the time that we spend there more intentional. I don't know that you need to go as far as they went in the example that I shared, but I think in terms of leveraging your time, it's incredibly important And to be very intentional about those high priority contacts. If you think about the strategy of a dream 100 prospect list for every single conference, depending on how many people you're going to be sending, so how many resources you have there, how long the conference is, I think that each one of the people that you're sending there should probably have at least a dream 10 list. Who are the top dream 10 people that they know that they would love to meet with? whether it's a prospect that they wanna get closer to closing or increasing that customer um, lifetime value by doing more work with them, educating them about a different product um, a potential affiliate or partner and setting a meeting in advance and having that in your calendar, having notes about what your intentions are because when we get there, we can get overwhelmed, we can get confused and we can forget, what did I wanna meet with this person about? So do that homework in advance. And a lot of times we can outsource this to some folks inside of our office or even get a part-time virtual assistant to help your team prepare for this stuff, set up the meetings, get them in their calendars and find a location. So let's talk about point number three. And that is prepare a great piece of core content to take with you. So if you're having a booth or not, you're probably thinking about preparing marketing material. It's handouts, it's promotional products, it's a video that's on the TV, whatever it is. But even if you don't have a booth, you should really make a core piece of content. And when I say core piece of content, this is something that we use with my clients all the time. And it's either produced on a weekly basis or monthly basis based on kind of the strategy that they're implementing in their sales and their marketing. And it's something that they can create blog posts out of, they can increase their SEO with, they can create tons of social media content out of that's actually really relevant and stuff that their audience wants to consume before they actually make decisions. It's also stuff that the sales team can take with them and implement on their side of stuff. Everything that we create in marketing should also have a purpose that can be leveraged over on the sales side. And this is a really great example. Some examples of this are case studies, infographics, videos. You can even share videos via your phone super easy with QR codes these days. When you're having a conversation, you could say, Hey, let me just share this piece of information with you. You mentioned that you were interested in comparing X to Y, you're trying to make a decision about this or this. And I have some some information that I think would be really helpful. I have a video, I have a case study, whatever it is that you have. You might even have a few of these. A quick infographic is a really great resource because people are so bombarded and sometimes they don't have the time to read something completely. So what you can do is you can have an infographic that really lets them visually see something that's super helpful and clarifying and comes from the messaging you know you need to be moving on with them. So an example um, even deeper on this is recently, we created an infographic for a client that was going to a specific industry event. We tailored it for the audience, so we actually customized it for that, but it was something that we could actually slightly customize, because when they go to different conferences, they might be in the airport industry, they might be in the highway industry, they might be in a more private sector industry, rail industry, all of the commercial industries so we could actually tailor it just to give it a little bit of a personal touch. But it really was a core piece that was the overall thing was very simple. It was the process of what is it to work with this company. And when we talk about messaging, when I do strategy with people, one of the things we talk about is they want it to be easy. They want it to know, how do I work with you? And sometimes that can be a barrier for people moving, you know, across that sales cycle as quick as we want them to is we don't stop and tell them how to get started. So it was a really great simple infographic, not too much reading, but it answered one of those primary pain points of you're very interesting, but what would this look like if we took another step? So that's a really great idea. If you have a trademark process or something that's complicated, simplify it with an infographic. That can be a great thing. But prepare that in advance before your conference. So another thing that you might want to do uh, as you're preparing for the conference, and we're talking about it from that content angle, is you might want to think about, is there something I want to invite people to, or a core piece of content, or an event, or an educational opportunity, or maybe you're going to, say, come in and give them a briefing educating them about something that they are very concerned about or interested in in their industry, something you know you're gonna get lots of questions on, you could actually prepare that in advance. And while you're at the event, you can be inviting them to that, which automatically puts you into taking them quicker down that pipeline. So if that's something you wanted to explore, you would wanna also prepare that in advance. Another thing you can do is you can wait till the conference and see what kind of questions you're getting and use that as a follow-up tactic. So we'll talk a little bit more about that when we talk about what to do at the conference as a tactic. So let's talk about point number four, and that's most of the time they have an app that you can download. Always download the app and don't wait until you get there. A lot of times when we download this app, There's tons of valuable information that is underutilized in there. Usually you have all the attendees in there. There's no other place, I actually give access to this to my assistant most of the time, and they start working on making sure that on LinkedIn I'm contacted with everybody that's at the event, or I might give them some criteria as to what types of contacts in there I wanna make sure that I'm contacted with if I'm not. And that's where you can also figure out if there's somebody that you're not aware of that you may find that you would like to meet with, and it's a great way to reach out with them. And at least you have that common ground, hey, we're both on the app, we're both attending the event. I found your profile, interesting. I I saw that you do X, Y, and Z. I'd love to talk to you more about that. So download the app. There's tons of great information on there. Or if there's vendors that you wanna target or make sure that you see, Also, when we go back to figuring out what education do you want your team to be getting, that's a really quick way. And a lot of times for big conferences like Con Expo, World of Asphalt, some of those, you have to sign up in advance to some of the popular topics you just can't get into if you just show up at the door. So make sure that you're downloading that. It's a great resource that's really underutilized. So here is tip number five. And this is a potential. You don't have to do this, but I find that if you really want to level up your game, and a lot of us are doing this stuff anyway, we're planning dinners and events outside there. But really, if you're not already doing that, or if you are, think about how you're doing it. But plan events outside of the conference ahead of time. It's a really great way to really solidify relationships with your prospects and your partners ahead of time. It's a great way to also give extra value to those same people by introducing them to other people in your network. That's something that we often underrate is how much people want to be connected and introduced to other people. So definitely think about that. It doesn't always have to be a dinner. It could be breakfast, it could be lunch, it could be dinners, it could be actual workshops if you have something really valuable information to educate people. I definitely have lots of opinions about the type of education you should be offering people, but that's something for another day. But if you wanna think about that, that can be really powerful and it can also create a lot of authority, it can create a lot of buzz around your brand because you can do things like offer limited access and you can reach out. It gives you an excuse to reach out to some of your people in advance and say, hey, we're doing this event It's kind of limited access, but you're, you know, we wanted to offer it to you first or something like that. So that's something that you can do to really kind of create some buzz around it as well. Also, some people say, hey, you have to come over to our booth to get your pass to this event that we're having this night. So all kinds of ways that you can leverage that to really solidify and move relationships beyond just that quick, loud, overwhelming floor time at the conference. And into a more personal intimate setting so last but not least of course kind of a housekeeping thing I would say is do your out-of-office reply it's a great way to first off make sure when you get back you're not overwhelmed by everything a lot of times people see that and they realize they can defer a topic or if they're at the conference you may have people actually reaching out to you and I get this a lot saying hey Your out of office reply said you were here and I'm here too, let's just connect there. So make sure that you get that done in place. And in terms of communication, because our out of office reply is one of those direct communication pieces and kind of just a housekeeping thing we need to tick off. The last part of number six is make sure that you decide how you're gonna share contact information. And this is something that people are always surprised by. We're all so worried about having our business cards and passing out our business cards. I actually try not to pass out business cards. And I do have a couple cool things. Like I use the Dot app. So I have um, a device on my phone where I can just, somebody can tap my phone and it'll send them all of my contact information, a whole profile, all my social media platforms, link to the podcast, free resource access, all the things. But what I love to do, and it's super old school, I like to ask for their cards because I want to have their contact information. I want to make a quick note on it. You know, so I will make notes about, hey, they went to such and such school. They were into this. They mentioned they were having this problem, whatever that is. So think about what your strategy is going to be. And we're going to go into this a little bit more detail the next episode. But in advance, if you do want to set up something that has a technology piece to it, like DOT, or some other way that you're gonna send or collect information from people. There's lots of apps that you can scan people's cards and it will actually put it into your contacts there. Plan that and have it set up in advance. If you wanna use a tool like that, you don't wanna be messing with it at the show, you don't wanna not be familiar with how it works, but you might decide in advance you wanna go the old school card route. I always recommend collecting more than you're giving out. So, Those are some things to think about when you think about pre-conference strategy, and all that will dictate what you do and how you measure it. How many people do you want to meet with? How many meetings do you want to have set up post-event based on the activity that you're doing there? All of those kinds of things are things you need to be thinking about early and upfront. As mentioned and promised, we are going to do a workshop where we go into this in much more detail. We're gonna provide you checklists for pre-conference, conference conference, and post-conference that owners can use, sales managers, sales people, marketing people, anybody that you're sending to these conferences. And also we're gonna be providing a list of some of my favorite resources and tools that can help make your life easier at these conferences as well. If you want access to that workshop, we're gonna be doing it right after we complete this series later in September then you can get access at storybuilt.marketing slash conference. That's storybuilt.marketing slash conference. So make sure you go over there and you get your spot for that. It's going to be workshop style. So we're going to actually be working on stuff, going back and forth, hot sitting, answering questions, and actually developing some of your plans on the actual workshop together. So And you're going to get all these resources as well. So going to be a great way to help your team get ready for conference season. So make sure that you get that spot at storybill.marketing slash conference. And as always, make sure you subscribe, make sure you hit a review and be sure to follow all of the great podcasts and the content that is part of the Blacktop Banner Network. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of The Contractor's Daughter. If you liked what you heard, Be sure to subscribe and review, but most of all, share this with all of your friends, partners, and customers in the highway construction business. And thank you for building the infrastructure that we all rely on.